welcome everybody and thank you for joining us on another awesome episode of the Lime Boss podcast. I'm super excited, but I'm always super excited. Each guest, I'm like a little golden retriever. I'm just always so super excited to bring this information because it's a lot of the stuff that, you know, helped me on my health journey and today's guest is no different. So I digress. I'm Heather Gray, aka The Lime Boss. I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and certified bioenergetic practitioner. I work with frustrated women who have been told that their labs look normal, right? But they feel anything but normal. Could it be undiagnosed Lyme disease? It was with me for 27 years. Um, and those are the type of folks that I like to help. And that's why we bring out this type of information. So today our special guest is Ms. Pat and uh, Miller. She was one of my first teachers when it came to these psychedelic journeys. Um, she's a, an amazing shaman. She's a phenomenal massage therapist. Like she takes me to places I didn't know you could go during a massage. Um, so she's just a, a dear friend of mine and an amazing healer herself. And I just can't wait to dive in deeper of one of my favorite topics on uh, psychedelics. So everybody welcome Pat to the show. Yay! Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Miss Pat. Tell us, like most people don't get into this type of line of work, right? Without some sort of story of their own. <laughs> I'd love to hear your background and like how to become, you know, white lady from where? You were from New Jersey? New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. White lady from New Jersey. How did you become a shaman working with medicine deep in the, in from Peru? You know, so I, I just love to hear the story. Right. First of all, let me start by saying I am a nerd. So I do <laughs> not have a past and, and, of ill repute, of dabbling with much of anything as a young person. So uh, I came upon this after a lot of searching of walking different paths uh, of earth-based spirituality. And I found the work of the Peruvian Andes through a mentor who I met in New Jersey, another American woman as well, who had been studying and working with uh, the Quiero people in Peru and some shaman in the jungles of Peru as well for about 15 years when I met her. So she introduced me to a very, very healing program. Uh, I call it the Pakawachu, it's the shaman's walk. And it is a lot about healing your past, dealing with anger, trauma, past life events, learning to step into joy and learning how to fly. That's the short answer for the program. And in that time, I was also introduced to ayahuasca, which we're gonna talk a lot about today. And she's a very amazing part of the healing that I've done over the years. She's really helped me to dive in deeper than I would have done on my own. That's incredible. It's always awesome when you can find some amazing guides on the path. Like it, it's incredible. And everything that you said, you know, healing your past, dealing with anger, finding joy, you know, past traumas. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. So yes. Uh, tell us, tell us more, Ms. Pat. Okay. Well, and after working with my mentor in New Jersey for about two years and apprenticing with her, I journeyed to Peru for the first time in 2007 uh, with her and an, a group of people. We worked with an ayahuasca ghetto in the jungle, and that was my absolute first um, experience with anything psychedelic. So I went up on the high dive and dove into the deep end of the pool with ayahuasca. Oh so, my gosh, that's why I love you. <laughs> uh, 
Um, what did I know? I didn't know any better. I didn't know anything would be gentle or less gentle or more gentle. So I just dove in. I trusted her. Um, it was not as much of a journey as you might be expecting. She has a sense of humor and very much made my first journey very light and very gentle and very, I was sitting there with an expectation of, I don't know, something like yellow submarine and, <laughs> and, um, trying not to have an expectation, but it's almost impossible and nothing was happening. And I was like, okay, is this ever going to start sitting there kind of twiddling my thumbs, wondering if it was ever going to start. And at some point I realized that I felt this incredible contentness. The way I describe it to people is that I understood how a cat feels when it's purring. So it was not a deep, amazing, soul changing, crazy journey. It was very light and very what was needed at the moment. So she has many sides, ayahuasca. She can be very gentle. She can be your, your tough love mom who will say, you need to learn this and there's only one way to do it. And she'll just push you off the cliff and throw you in. But she's not always that way. Um, for some of our listeners who don't know, I'd actually like to rewind just a little bit and talk about being a shaman and what exactly is a shaman? Well, a lot of people put different emphasis on what a shaman is. Um, the term is, has become Americanized to mean a medicine person. There's most cultures have their own name for that particular person in their culture. Um, for instance, in the Peruvian Andes, a shaman would be an Alta Masayalk or a Pampa Masayalk, and they are the healers that go in and do the energy work. But in short, what a shaman is, is somebody who shines light, mm -hmm. who shows the path for somebody else to walk. It's not my job to do the work for you. And it is my job to hold up a flashlight for you and say, why don't you look over here mm -hmm. and let you go in and do the work. We hold space. We will do the work if that's what's absolutely necessary, but it's better if you do the work because you're the one who really has to internalize it and bring it into your own being. What kind of a journey does that look like? Like, what does it take, you know, to quote unquote, become a shaman? Hmm. Well, my mentor always said, it's not something that you do. It's something that you be. Mm. And that it is just intrinsic within a person. However, you do need to kind of wake it up a little bit. Uh, the important things of becoming a healer like in this way is that you've got to be willing to walk that path for yourself before you can walk it for someone else. You have to be willing to do the deep dives into your own shadow spaces, bring up that dense and heavy energy, transmute it, bring it into a space of light and be willing to do that over and over again, really for the rest of your life, because we're never done working. <laughs> but he reaches the top of the mountain and says, I have arrived. Nope, that's not how it happens. <laughs> I'm sorry to, to say that to y'all, but that is not how it happens. Um, Damn it, Pat. Because we keep living and we keep moving through situations that could be traumatic, that could cause us to get off kilter that could cause our souls to be a little torn and damaged. So we have to keep going in and doing the work and the work surfaces again. And again, I worked, um, fast forward to the journey I took to Peru in 2022, 
I did very, very deep work on a core wound of my life, which was the trauma I experienced in my mother's womb. Mm. It doesn't, you can't get much more original trauma than that. And it's, you know, it's a long story, but it, um, the outcome of it was me flipping the script about the trauma and realizing how hard my mother fought for me to actually be in this world. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I know. Um, do you have uh, tissues? Because this should get tissues like, oh, kind of day. Yeah, the tissues. Damn you, Pat. Um, no, this is actually a, a great spot. We're going to take a quick break for a uh, commercial. We'll come right back and we'll get into the technical aspects of the how, why, when, and and, and why it all works and uh, what kind of uh, people or situations can benefit from this type of work. So stay tuned. I love using real whole food for nutrition. That's foundational for nutrition. And you can't get a better product than fuck for that. It's organ meats, nicely dehydrated and ground up. Some of them are unflavored. I put that in my smoothie. Other ones have got yummy flavors so you can use them as seasoning and you can't even tell that they're there. I know how good organ meats are for you and personally, I can't stand the taste of liver. I can find it in almost everything. And I've been able to use pluck with no problems whatsoever. It's tasty, it's delicious, and it's one of the best health brain foods, biohacking foods you can possibly do for your body, brain, skin, everything. Everything is better with organ meats. So make sure to go to my website, theliveboss.com, go to the resource section and click the picture on pluck and try it for yourself. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome back everybody. Yay, man, if you missed that first half, you sure missed a very fascinating story and, and Pat making me cry. But let's dive deeper into, you know, the hows, the whys, the wins, because if any of you guys have been following, you know, my story, you know, it was back in 2020 uh, that I got a little gnarly with my stepson and my husband at the time said, I'm not going to be married to an angry person anymore. And you need to figure this out. And me being the good functional practitioner that I am, I took all the good supplements. I did the diet. I went to bed on time. I detoxed but I never addressed the emotional trauma in my nervous system. And I had lots. And it, that was the start is I remember asking, you know, spirit of like, what's my next step. And I read the book, the body keeps score, a uh, heavy, heavy book, really triggering, but it opened up my eyes to a lot of different things that we can do to help get this stuff out of our nervous system. And I talk about deep dive. Like I, after I read the book, I was like, I'm going to go on an ayahuasca journey. You know, I, I didn't even know much about it. And that's, that's, that's where I started. So um, we both are, you know, fly off the high dive type of people. And that's why I love you. Um, so yeah, tell me more about how this plant medicine stuff works, why it works, you know, the type of people that can benefit from this type of work. Um, lay it on us. Okay. Well, the plant medicine that I really do specialize in is ayahuasca. However, psilocybin is also an amazing teacher as well. And it's easiest to think of these different plant medicines as sentient souls of their own. I cringe a little bit when I hear somebody use the term drug because it's not. They definitely have a consciousness. Otherwise, that experience I described to you uh, of having this very gentle first journey wouldn't have happened because if it was a drug, the drug would have pulled you in and, you know, and dragged me down to wherever it wanted and it would have held me there. 
And with working with psychedelics, what I have found is that it is a conversation and you move back and forth and there is a sentience there that helps and guides and really allows you to, um, to work with it rather than having, you know, an experience. The experience is actually the beginning of the work. Um, people who would benefit from psychedelics um, are people, well, almost anybody. I can't say I've had a huge amount of life trauma, but I have benefited greatly in being able to look at things from different perspectives, being able to kind of go and have a conversation with a very wise grandmother about you know, what I'm doing in my life and where I need to make changes or alterations. So it's not necessarily just people who are suffering from deep traumas or abuse or drug abuse in their life or PTSD. Those are all amazing uh, things to work with. You know, if you have gone through things like that, psychedelics can be a wonderful way to heal. There are some people who would not be recommended to necessarily do psychedelics without a good deal of supervision. And that would be people who are currently working with mental illness um, that have a deep family history with mental illness. You would wanna proceed with caution because it can also trigger episodes rather than pull you out of them. Certain medications are contraindicated for working with psychedelics in part because of um, one of the big ones is heart issues. It can raise your blood pressure. Different psychedelics will do different things. Some of them can raise your blood pressure. And so somebody with a heart condition wants to proceed very cautiously when they work with a psychedelic. Anybody who is on a psychotic, well, not psychotic, but a psychological medication, an antidepressant, an antipsychotic, um, bipolar medications, serotonin, reuptake inhibitors are a big one because psychedelics actually um, also increase your level of serotonin. So if you're on something like that, you would need to have good discussions with your doctor about how you could work with this. And my suggestion would be to work with a, an ayahuasca facility or a psychedelics facility that has medical supervision and can supervise that process for you. Um, that's great. I remember, um, so yeah, my first psychedelic, uh, my first ayahuasca experience, um, was not with Pat, but was with somebody else, but I basically promised, uh, processed 40 some years of trauma. I, well, I went into it saying I wanted to heal the female lineage in my family. And, um, I haven't spoken with my mother in years and I still don't. I start with something small, Heather. <laughs> I know. Right. So as I said, dump off the Jeep and like, I got my ass handed to me that night. I heard myself cry and make noises. I've never heard come out of me. The wailing that came out of me was absolutely intense. Um, and then Pat helped me out on a couple of psychedelic journeys. One, she wasn't supposed to be helping me out on. I thought we could do it ourselves. And I got in over my head and thank God she was able to be my lifeline on the other side of the phone while she was pet sitting. And <laughs> it, it was hilarious. Like, the crying, the crying again, more emptying. If you could have weighed the tissues after I was done, <laughs> probably would have weighed two pounds of just pure snot and tears. Um, and she did actually, so she helped. Um, we did a cacao ceremony. And after that, my husband quit smoking. So quit nicotine after cacao. 
And then after that, he did an ayahuasca journey with her and um, basically purged up the rest of his addictions in one evening. Like, um, again, another really intense night. Um, that's what we do around here uh, in, you know, Casa Heather, but not everybody has to be so intense. And I love that you told the story how gentle. Oh, and we speak of her as grandmother. That's another way of referring to ayahuasca. So when you hear us talk about grandmother, that's what we're talking about. But it was how what a beautiful experience that you got to you got to go in gentle and peaceful and actually understand what it is around a cat's purr. Like that's freaking amazing. Mm, yeah, it's that's the only way I can describe the feeling. Yeah. And you've been on how many journeys since? Like, because you had to do how many ceremonies? Like, why you were in Peru? Um, well, during so in 2022, early 2022, I spent two months uh, in a camp outside of Iquitos, Peru, which was an ayahuasca training um, program. It was an eight-week intensive where we sat with ayahuasca three times a week, minimally. Um, and we also completed plant dietas, which is a way of forming an ally with a plant. It's a Shipibu tradition for healing, for knowledge, for growth, and to learn. Because the Shipibu people in Peru, which is uh, who my trainers have been, um, they believe that the plants taught them everything they needed to know to survive and to thrive in the jungle. So they've learned from different trees, different bushes, different everything. And they will do these dietas where they um, eat very, very little food. There's a lot of fasting involved and the food is very simple and plain in order to clear the body and make open space for the plant to come in and to teach. And then you would take an extract of the plant and you try to spend some time doing things that Americans are really bad at doing, like just being quiet <laughs> and listening to the plant, listening to your body, paying attention to your dream time. All of that is the way that these plants teach. So during that, you also are immersed with ayahuasca and learning a lot about her in this process. Um, we learned how to prepare the ayahuasca we learned how to serve it. We learned sacred medicine songs, which I would love to share with you guys if we have time. Um, we learned about, you know, the set and setting, which is so, so important. Set to being your mindset. If your mind is not in the right place for a journey that night, don't do it, you know. And your setting, is it a comfortable space? Is it a safe space? Are you well looked after? Um, all of these things are very, very important when you go into journeys. But um, so that two months we did in the second half of our course, we were encouraged to also do, I know what I just said, are you being looked after? But we were also encouraged to do some solo journeys because we were learning how to manage on our own, how to take care of ourselves in journey space and to also do small groups so that we could start leading small groups of people. Um, so all in all that month, I, uh, that two months, I did 25 journeys. Yeah. And then there has been journeys since and, and before. So I don't know, I'm probably somewhere in the, the midst of 50 or so journeys, which many people will say is just a baby. And I do totally agree. Um, you know, I am not an expert by any means. I am not a maestra. I am a student. I am a student of the ayahuasca and I'm a student of the Shipibu people. Absolutely beautiful. No, I would love, actually, I was 
our intuitions are working together. I was like, oh, I wonder if she'd sing for us. Of I course I will. To, I, I, lo- I would love for you to share one of those songs. Yes, please. Okay. And But uh, give us a little explanation of, of what it is you're doing and why. Oh, sure. So the sh- when the Shipibo people hold space for ayahuasca ceremonies, they hold it with song. So the language that you're going to hear me sing in is Shipibo. And the songs are... I just to say Shipibo. Shipibu. It is very fun to say. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Um, so the songs are medicine songs and they're used to call in different energies into your ceremony. There's songs for protection. There's songs to welcome everybody into the space. There's songs to call in your ancestors. There's songs to call on some of the different healing plants who are our guides in the journey. So um, one of the plants that's very significant to me is a tree called Noyarao, and she is one of the only plants in the jungle that is considered to have all light energy, where most plants have balances of light and shadow. Some are very much more shadow. Some are very much more light. Noyarao is one of the ones that are definitely more, you know, mostly, if not all, light. Um, so it's actually her I'd like to, to call in in song, I think, for this. Oh, my gosh. You just gave me goosebumps <laughs> the size of text. And I love it. So the Ikara that I'm going to sing is called Noyarao Hukan, and it is calling in the light of Noyarao. And this is a process of instructions. And the Shipibu say you have to give it time for the plant to respond. So what I'm going to be singing, basically, is we're calling in the light of Noyarao. I mean, we are, I'm connecting it to your body. I'm connecting it to your mind. I'm connecting it to your energy. We're asking it to be here. And then we're asking the light of Noya Rao to cleanse our minds, cleanse our thoughts, cleanse our bodies, and to bring, you know, her healing light into us, basically. That's the short translation. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I can't wait. Okay. So you are, do you want to do that now or when you happen? Yeah. Okay. Ready, set, go. All right. So everybody just settle in and close your eyes. Take a couple breaths. Just be here in this moment. No yet a waken, no yet a waken, no yet a no con yura canota, yura kibi canota, yura kibi canota. Shinan kibi canota, kaya kibi canota, kaya kibi canota. Bua bua kakina. Mato ashon banonkin, ashon dira buahin, 
Ashom Shaman Nato Hue Bokaya, Nato Hue Bokaya, Maton Yura Mayamo, Soaba in Pariba, Osho Hoyo Bokaya. Maton shinan meabo, chuka chuka baimba. Men huinkash buribi, men huinkash buribi. Churo churo bainki, churo churo jamanki. No, yeah, Feel how that feels and just see if you can sense or feel or see that light of Noyarao within you connected to your mind, to your body, how it cleanses. When you're ready, join us again. But I don't want to. <laughs> but you kind of have to. Ah. <laughs> oh, man, always beautiful. Local people, if you can work with her, massage, sound, she does sound healings, cacao ceremonies, like so many amazing things. I told you what a gift she's been in our family. Like, uh, I'm speechless, which <laughs> for me is saying a lot. There um, are, there's a lot of things that I do virtually as well. I can absolutely. do so shamanic journey sessions. Yep. Um, I can do... Uh, we can do virtual cacao ceremonies and sound journeys. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. It's all possible, yeah. So yeah, tell people how to find you. Uh, well, the easiest way is on Facebook. Uh, I don't have a website as of yet, but on Facebook, you can look for Apu Kuna Healing Arts. That's A-P-U-K-U-N-A Healing Arts. Uh, that's my business page on Facebook. So it would be facebook.com slash apukuna healing arts and apukuna means mountain spirits um, just so you have an idea of where i'm calling that energy from a lot of people say that sounds hawaiian it's actually quechua um, and you can also reach me by phone at 908-281-9222 text or phone call if you want to do it the old-fashioned way and um, my email is also apukunahealingarts at gmail.com. Easy peasy. Thank Very you so much again for sharing everything that you did with us, Pat. And thank you again for the gift that you are in this world. You are very welcome. And thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you for being you, for being that loudspeaker to say, hey, people, there is another way. Yeah. Absolutely. And actually, that was the perfect segment into saying if you liked any piece of this, if any of this resonated with you, make sure to like, share and subscribe to this podcast, because that's how we reach the masses. That's how we get 
people to wake up and and heal and not have to continue to suffer in addiction and PTSD and to you know all the other stuff that that so many Americans so many people are dealing with these days. Um, so please um, also make sure to go visit thelionboss.com, download my free cooking series, Real Cooking for Real Life. Uh, and in the meantime, have a healthy day. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. Even if you found one little piece of inspiring nugget in it, this is how we change people's lives. This is how people get better. This is how people get hope. So please make sure that you are liking, sharing, and subscribing. Stay tuned for the next episode. You're not going to want to miss it. And while you're at it, head to my website, thelimeboss.com, and make sure you download your free video series, Real Cooking for Real Life. Learn amazing, delicious meals in 20 minutes or less. Learn why and how we cook certain things that are toxin-free, free of contaminants, and, and how to get a delicious, healthy meal under 20 minutes. You're not going to want to miss out. That's thelimeboss.com.